This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. And hokey homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. You've been waiting on it. <laughs> I, You've I been waiting. What, I have. You got it. I don't know what's been going on here. I guess we're doing another open. It's a return. I was upset that we didn't return have the, the boys, boys are back, back in town, but the boys are back. Guess who just got back? We're going to... Just let it go. What I we guess. got going? Who we got going? What's, what's well. happening? I mean, well, we got everyone. Well, we it's hump day. We, we want to know what's right. going on. Well, we want to hear from you guys. 402-464-5685. That's the starter Heyman text line as always. And we're going to head to the Honda of Lincoln hotline because we're actually going to be joined by Evan Bland. So when we say the boys are back in town, Evan, I guess that includes you. And this is, this is good for us as well because... I didn't forget your time this week. Last week we had you a little late. We're on time today, so I guess the boys are officially back in town. Yeah, we're we're back on Central Time, and this brings up, I think, the the lifelong question: Where were the boys to begin with? Well, I mean, they were back in town. Where did they go? Where they go? That's <laughs> kind of what I always wanted to know. Well, for me, I don't question. know. I, I think I when I when I think about what you said there, I think about that movie, The Lost Boys. Where they kind of just disappeared oh. underneath the bridge, and they kind of would just drop and start flying, and and then they would just reappear, and they they were no longer the Lost Boys, so the boys are back. Okay, so yeah, so they're found. The boys <laughs> so are back found. in town, yeah. and, they're, and they're found. And okay, they're I'm found. glad we got to the bottom of that. Yeah, that's so, the only way I could see it. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald, joining us. I promise you, we won't be talking about uh, the boys back in town and many of Strick's movies that I probably won't get the reference to. Uh, Evan, we haven't even talked to you since uh, the North Dakota game. We went over it a little bit yesterday. Uh, I just kind of want to get your thoughts because it was kind of a tale of two halves. And how are you feeling? Are you feeling worse? Or you're feeling better about this team after Saturday's game. Well, I don't know that you can necessarily feel better about it. The, right. the final score was, uh, you know, if you just looked at the at the final score, you, you probably thought things were okay. Right. It wasn't, uh, you know, Iowa scrapping it out in, in a in a five to three game for a while, but you know, it for a while for through three quarters, Nebraska was right on the brink. I mean, they've they've never lost to an FCS team. If that game had not gone their way at home. Uh, I mean that's that's sort of the knockout punch for for a lot of coaches um, at a lot of places when they're on the hot seat like that. So it really did feel like uh, they were kind of on the brink there, but they they figured it out in the fourth quarter. To their credit, uh, you know Trey Palmer went up and made a play on third and long, and they figured out the run game. And Anthony Grant did his thing, and so you know it. I think it can be it can be a positive if it turns into something moving forward. If they feel like they found something in the run game. With Anthony Grant, and this is sort of that moment, uh, you know, against North Dakota late where they figure that out, then then maybe that's a good thing. But uh, you know, a lot of warning signs, obviously, a lot of red flags, especially in the, in the run defense. Um, I mean, if if, you, if you're giving up five yards and change a pop to an average FCS offense, um, you know what lies ahead in the Big Ten is is not going to be pretty. So there's a lot to shore up there. 
I felt like listening to the coordinators uh, earlier this week, there was sort of a, you know, a, a subdued sense, a sense that these guys still have a lot of work to do. Um, you know, some of it's injuries, especially on the defensive side. Some of it's still the fact that there are so many new faces, coaches and players that are learning on the fly. Uh, so this, I feel like this, this coming week is sort of that last big chance to, to figure out your rotations and, and a little bit more of your personnel and what they can do. Uh, and, and so, you know, hopefully they did that against North Dakota. It was much more stressful than they were hoping it would be. Ultimately, they avoided sort of that knockout blow, won the game, and, and we'll see if they've uh, maybe found some more of their identity moving forward. Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald joining us. Evan, I want to talk a little bit more about the running back situation. You bring up Anthony Grant. Obviously, we saw some flashes of A.J. Allen as well. Uh, where do you kind of stand with this group? Because I know in the offseason we talked a lot about Yant. Ramir Johnson w was a big discussion point, too. How would he filter into the offense? He hasn't even gotten a touch so far in two games. So do you think this is just kind of what we should expect for most of the season, a, a little bit of the – Anthony Grant show, he takes a few plays off and A.J. Allen, or do you think a couple of these guys can also get into the mix? Well, I think it's what Nebraska said. I mean, they, they wanted the depth, but they also wanted somebody to take the job and run with it. And they've right. been looking for right. someone to take the job and run with it since Divina Zigbo four years ago. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's a positive development, certainly. Now, of course, injuries crop up, especially at that running back position. And so the chances that you're going to need – someone else other than Anthony Grant are pretty high, right? Like just going through the gauntlet of the big 10, that sort of thing is going to happen. Um, you know, I think the way that Scott Frost has, and, and his coaches have spoken about the running back position also tells you that they like all of these guys and, and they, they want them to stick around. I mean, I'll, I won't forget what an assistant told me last spring, which was oftentimes now when coaches talk to the media you have to keep in mind that these players are listening. And so if you're overly praising one guy or, or um, neglecting to praise somebody else, uh, guys remember that. And, and there's this, this, uh, this thing called the transfer portal out there right now that guys yeah. can head out. So I think Nebraska really has made a concerted effort to get some of these other guys involved. Uh, you hear him talk about Ramir Johnson glowingly, especially his, his role on special teams. Um, they like A.J. Allen, like you said, um, you know, Yance got gotten a little bit of run. So they feel like they they have some depth there, but maybe it's it, ultimately it's probably a good problem that they have um, so many skilled players and, and not enough snaps and, and not enough touches to go around. So I, ultimately I do think that you're going to see some more of those those players, whether that's Ramir or, or you know, whoever else, get some touches. Um, but at the moment, if you have a guy like Anthony Grant who – kind of has this combination of vision and patience and sprinting speed. You got to ride that guy out. And, and I, I felt like last week he did a lot of that on his own. He did a lot of creating yeah. um, and, and, and putting Nebraska on his back in, in some really tense moments in that North Dakota game too. So I think Nebraska is happy to, to ride it with Anthony Grant now, knowing that that depth is going to come into play later on. Evan, I'd have to agree with you. This is Strick. Um, we have Evan Bland from the Omaha World Herald joining us. I have to agree with you. His vision is phenomenal. Like, you know, he sees things open and develop in his jump cut or slide cuts and, and then the explosion to hit it. I mean, he, yeah, he, he's absolutely phenomenal. But here's something as I speak along those lines, both on the offensive defensive side, that I saw a little bit more deeper, but I want your perspective on it. Um, it's a little deeper dive, but 
let's you I know you're able to go down and, and dig it out with me. Here we go. <laughs> what I saw from both like Garrett Nelson and from the likes of Anthony Grant was leadership by example, leadership by just just the want to, just the you know, the passion and the desire to make something happen, right? So you saw Garrett Nelson finally get a sack. You saw him plugging holes. You saw him going down the line and making tackles. You saw a lot, but you saw his energy, okay? That's on the defensive side. You saw that from Anthony Grant from his running and his hard running. But what you see also is you see it's like a snowball effect because to me it seemed like it started to trickle down and others started to say, well, shoot, he's doing it. I got to step up or, oh, I see him. Let, let me get in that. Or, you know, you understand what I'm saying? What's your thought about that? And do you think this can continue without having those lulls that you tend to have and no one se- seeming to step up or no one vocally stepping up? Do you think this can be a continuation or do you think we're just kind of that was just an outlier? No, I think those guys have that quality for sure. And you know, you mentioned leadership in that way. It's it's interesting because I think oftentimes we think of leadership as okay, one, are they vocal? Do they sort of rally the guys? And then if they're not, if they're lead by example, then those are the guys who like you see putting in the work behind the scenes and they hold guys accountable in that way. I I think the two guys that you mentioned, Nelson and Grant, were guys who stepped up in in that moment when again there's there's a lot of tension you, you can hear the there was smattering of booze earlier in the game there was there was that feeling like boy is, is this going to happen and w- and what happens in that moment the two of the leaders on on either side of the ball step up and make a play like you said Garrett Nelson gets into the backfield gets that sack Anthony Grant um, doesn't panic right he doesn't run into a crowd and and just sort of you know lose his mind he 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 relies on that vision he's patient he waits for a crowd to clear cuts back and makes a, a big run and puts nebraska in the lead and and everyone sort of exhales but like you need somebody to take that first step when again there is that pressure that's on you're feeling it there's some adversity in the moment who's going to be that person to kind of put themselves out there and make a play and, and i think both of those guys did that um you know anthony grant did that in the northwestern game too where there was you know he had that long run that was a, a big momentum play at that time so I, I i do i think those intangible qualities can serve nebraska well moving forward certainly garrett nelson uh is going to be in the mix uh in, in some key spots in the big 10 uh especially with a pretty young and, and in transition sort of defense so um, yeah, it's a good sign for Nebraska, and, and I think that's true for a lot of sports where you need that guy to sort of step up and, and take on that role when the spotlight is the hottest, and those guys were able to do that Saturday, and, and my hunch is they are going to be able to do that here as the season continues too. One of the things, Evan, uh, that we also saw in the Northwestern game, and it, it, it baffled me, was it didn't seem that when they went into the locker room and you're trying to gather your thoughts in your head and get your stuff together, uh, take a look at some of the film clips, that you make some adjustments. It seemed to me in this last game, they seemed to do a little bit better in that aspect. And where they looked at some of the problems, some of the issues that they were having at halftime and came out and made some adjustments. Because what I saw in the second half was uniquely different than what I saw in the second half of this game, whereas they pounded the ball. That was the thing we were expecting. Well, let me just say me. I was expecting them to do against Northwestern, but they happened to finally figure it out that we just need to keep hammering, keep grinding. 
do you think them making this adjustment um, can be effective, or is it just that it's a North a North Dakota team that they were playing because they probably won't be able to do it in that same manner against some of the best in the Big Ten? Well, I just think it was a good sign that they made that adjustment at all. I mean, you, you see how Facts. North Dakota played. I mean, they had like six guys in the box for a lot of the game, and, and you're just like, okay, well, this is where you hand it off. And they didn't do that late in the first half. They continued to pass and had you know mixed results with that. But, you know, when you see what the defense has given you, man – on the rock and, and you got a guy who who was being pretty effective at it and Anthony Grant so they did more in the second half and that evened out the time of possession a little bit more mm-hmm. that that got the offense rolling that softened that defense up to to open up for the pass again later on and so you know I don't think that that moment means that Mark Whipple is now going to be a you know a run-based offensive coordinator I think he's going to do what he does, but he, he mentioned as much Mark Whipple did uh, earlier this week when he said, you know, they expected Northwestern uh, to come out in, in or I'm sorry, North Dakota to come out in a certain way. Um, and, and, and they didn't. And, and so, you know, they've typically been an aggressive defense from what Nebraska had seen. And so they had to adjust and saw that North, North Dakota was playing back. And so they, they were able to go to the run game and get that thing going. But I mean, we've seen it so many times over the years in the Big Ten, how many times Nebraska's opponents adjust, and, and that kind of spells doom in the second half for the Huskers. And so if they're able to um, make their own adjustments at the half or, or even in-game, uh, whether that's offensively, defensively, whatever, um, I, you know, obviously that's going to serve them well. And I think for what it's worth, this offense has the ability to, to do that as well. I mean, like we said, they have a running back now, um, it appears that is of the caliber that they haven't had in a few years. They have a quarterback who has done a pretty good job taking care of the football and is better on those intermediate routes um, than Nebraska's had at that position in, I think, a number of years. So there is some flexibility there. Now it's it's on the staff and the players to recognize that and adjust in game. And, um, you know, again, we, we saw that they could do it against North Dakota. Can they do that moving forward as the competition gets tougher? Uh, Evan Bland with the Omaha World Herald joining us. Evan, one of the last questions I have for you, uh, something that's a little bit confusing to me. So Nebraska in both the first and second half against both Northwestern and North Dakota opened the half, whether it be the first or the second half, with a touchdown. Um, You can go back to last year. That's now four straight games that they've scored on their opening drive. What what do you think this means? Like, is this an implication of anything? Like, is Nebraska just one of those teams that needs to jump out in front? Uh, do they have issues going throughout the game and still scoring? I just don't really know how to interpret this, and I don't know if you see something that I don't. Well, it is interesting, right? I mean, everybody wants to do that. You want to start fast and finish fast and be fast in the middle. Um, I, I think some of it speaks to the scouting that Nebraska does. I mean, they, they script some of their early plays right. and, and their early drive, and right. I think that shows up in the creativity and, and just the way that, that those drives come together. I think the other part of it, too, though, is the style that they're, they're running, especially this year, uh, is more of a pass-based offense. That works better when your guys are fresher early in the game. I mean, you can sling that thing around. You think back to the fourth quarter of the Northwestern game and how tired – really both sides of the ball looked, but on offense too, there were some drops. There were uh, a couple misfires after, um, you know, after 45, 50 minutes of game time. And um, 
So I think that's that's part of it too. We talk about the time of possession and how that's hurt Nebraska. I think part of uh, part of that comes into play uh, late in the game on offense when you know you're kind of your back is against the wall and you have to go a little quicker and you have to pass and the defense knows what's coming. So uh, you know it's it's kind of like Strick. You probably know it's like it's like you can score. It's easier to score points in the first quarter than it is in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know when 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 it's money time when it's crunch time. Um, I think there's sort of an element of that with Nebraska too, where they're they're not afraid to open things up early, um, move down the field, but then the defenses adjust, and uh, you know maybe they get a little bit tired, and, and their style of play isn't quite um, conducive to to finishing strong necessarily. Um, but I, you know again, like that's that's a good way to to start halves. Now obviously Nebraska wants to um, be able to score more points after those first possessions and not go into those lulls like they have been. Evan, great stuff. We always appreciate you. Hopefully we're going to come out this Saturday with another win. If people want to get more great content from you, how can they do so? Uh, same as always on Twitter, at Evan Bland, O-W-H, uh, Omaha.com. We have some fun features here, I think, coming up in the near future. Um, you know, We like to mix it up. Features on, on players that I think are pretty fascinating. Data dives on different trends going on with Nebraska and, and, and another uh, you know, college football at large and so it should be fun. It's uh, obviously after this week, things get real here, real fast with Oklahoma and Big Ten play too. So stick with us. Uh, you know we have fun doing it. Hope you guys enjoy reading it too. Evan, thank you as always. We'll talk to you next week. Hopefully, celebrating a Huskers win. <laughs> Sounds good, guys. Thanks. All right, there he goes, Evan Blaine, Omaha World Herald. Great stuff from them as always. Lots of good insight as we head to our game against Georgia Southern this upcoming Saturday. But we're running a little bit behind. Luckily for you, that means nothing when it comes to shootout with Strick. We will still have it in the very next segment. All you got to do is call us, 402-464-5685. That's the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. $15, Buffalo Wings and Rings on the line next here on the block. 93.7 The Ticket.